You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on my podcast, house.com. Thank you for joining us. As I say hello to my co-host, Welshie. Hello, Welshie. 
Very good, eh, Tony? The the dedicated ones are here. Where's the other two? Bugger if I know. Jules, um, something about the comedy show or something. Of gallivanting instead of um, doing his job, which is really disappointing. He's the it newest is. one, and yeah. he really needs to be impressing us. And this is not—I mean, impersonating you and not turning up to shows is not the way to do it. No, uh, I'm not too worried about Lyle not being here. That's fine, but definitely, oh, well, that's for the yeah. benefit of the show. Mate, correct. Oh, well, how you been, buddy? How's your week? Yeah, I've been good, mate. Long weekend. It was nice to get away. What about you? Uh, very good week. Yeah, lovely week. No doubt about it. Uh, heaps of footy over the long weekend, which was nice. And still on school holidays, which means that I'm just sort of chilling out a little bit, which is pretty good. Half your luck, mate. Um, mm. Good episode last week with Alex Cologne. Yeah, um, it was a good episode. I enjoyed listening to that. He's like... Like I listened back to it, and just the uh, the wealth of knowledge that he is providing is incredible. And um, hopefully, he's back in the country sooner rather than later because um, just a gentleman. Unless you're standing opposite side of the ring to him, I'm sure. These guys would have no reason to go back and tell others just how good it is over here and how enjoyable it is. And uh, you know, you, there's no reason why we should. No reason see... not to. You mean? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Correct, that's what I meant. Uh, and there's no, no reason I mean, why we shouldn't see an influx of those sort of wrestlers coming over in the next 12 months to you know, two years. The only thing that will work against it is that um, he stayed at Joel's house in Hopper's Crossing. Yeah, no, that'll I stuff don't you. know that's it. Hopper's Crossing is that attractive of a prospect, but other yeah. than that... I could have been worse, could have been Tarnies. <laughs> well, Joel would have shown him some um, some decent beer places, so that would have been a tick um and um yeah we had a couple of he had three matches while he was here so yeah i think he um i think he enjoyed his working holiday i hope joel didn't take him to the vault at Werribee plaza was that still open i don't know god i hope not oh gee whiz <laughs> the uh, scene of many a crime let's move on before we uh implicate a whole lot of people <laughs> including ourselves all right, well, she's time to get to our first guest, and I'm really looking forward to having a our chat only to guest, him. Tony. Sorry, yeah, what well, is there? I only guess you're right, Well, she. I'm really looking forward to having a chat to young Daniel about this brand new promotion that's starting in wrestling in Australia. It's called Dubbo Championship Wrestling, and he joins us now for a chat. Daniel, welcome and <laughs> congratulations. Uh, first question to you is where are you going to get Tony, your wrestlers from? What? Pull up, Tony. What? It's not a promotion. <laughs> what is this? I'll let oh. Daniel. Daniel, welcome to the welcome to the show. I'll yeah, let you explain uh, Dubbo Championship Wrestling. Yeah, hi. I'm Dan, and I'm uh, I'm stoked. I'm getting the full on the turnbuckle experience. I'm getting absolutely buried by Tony right off the bat, <laughs> which is excellent. Uh, I'm here. I'm here to shill my wares. It's the show is called Dubbo Championship Wrestling, and it is not a promotion. It is a musical, and it is happening in oh. Sydney from uh, May to June this year, and then it's coming to you. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll definitely be at the show. That's for sure. A um, musical, a musical production of wrestling. How cool! What? Where the idea come from? Yeah, so I've uh, I've been a wrestling fan all my life. Um, I think the. The first show I ever went to was like early high school. It was at the Manly Leagues Club. And uh, I forget, I don't know what the promotion would have been, but it was would have been like mid-2000s. 
And like I remember, guaranteed TNT was on. Yeah, the I, was, I was just yeah, going to say yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just remember like uh, someone got like smacked over the head with a computer keyboard, and like the keys went flying into the <laughs> audience, and like me and my cousins and my brother like scrambled under the seats, like take a letter home each as a little piece of uh, memorabilia. But yeah, I've, I've been been hooked since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I used to do the bloody. Uh, general manager mode in uh, those little smackdown games they made where you could like fantasy book and that was sort of the gateway to to writing this is just like oh what if i just made my own characters and uh yeah i've also loved musicals all my life and i just think uh it's a natural fit uh wrestling and and musicals like it's already such a musical sort of like medium like mm. chants and the entrance themes and just uh you know, they're just such extreme people, wrestlers. They live on the uh, <laughs> they live on the extremes of emotion, just like you would want in a, in a, a musical. And uh, I think wrestling fans, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there that uh, don't know yet that they're secretly a musical fan, and I'm going to teach them. It's um, it's funny because I used to always make jokes about uh, when I'm watching a musical that the story. Pro- through necessity progresses so quickly like often two characters will meet and by the end of the first song after they meet they're in love and they're married so um (laughs) the story story progression happens really quickly much like the booking of many indie promotions where (laughs) (laughs) you're only running 12 shows a year you've got to rush that storyline so there is great synergy yeah that's right and I, i look i also think that just like wrestlers uh and like wrestling fans just like they, you know, they, they exercise that, that same muscle as musical theatre fans do all the time, which is just constantly suspending your disbelief. Like the idea that someone's going to bounce into the ropes and then run back into your waiting boot. Like it's the same sort of thing that musical theatre fans have to do when they're just like, okay, I'm just accepting that this person's now singing and they were talking a minute ago. Like I think uh, there's a lot of overlap that uh, people don't realise is there. <laughs> So Daniel, this is this is the first showing of Dubbo Championship Wrestling. Yes, the the world premiere. We were we were originally booked for 2020, uh, and then obviously uh, theatre got just as destroyed as mm. the wrestling Everything. scene did. Yeah, yep. um, and yeah, so uh, we got about 2021 postponed again, and now we're back 2022 um, at the Hayes Theatre in Sydney, and then uh, onto the Riverside Theatre in Parramatta after that, and then uh, who knows? Is the Hayes Theatre just off King's Cross, just down the... Yeah. Okay, because I went with my wife there a few years ago and saw Rent. Right, right. And I tell you what, a fantastic theatre, a really small, Mm. probably, what, 60 to 100 people, maybe max? Yeah, it's a 100-person theatre, and, like, yeah, they do that sort of thing where it's, like, more intimate shows. It's really intimate, yes. Yeah. And so we've had to, like, you know... like get a specially built sort of wrestling ring, like sort of custom made from uh, actually the, the makers were in Melbourne. Um, and, you know, I think they also do um, boxing rings, but yeah, just trying to the logistics of fitting that into a theater while mm. like making sure all the sight lines are right. Um, they've, they've had their work cut out for them, but uh, it's, it's coming together. How long does it take to write a musical? I can't <laughs> imagine it's a short process. Yeah. Look, that that's, that's sort of the, what, another reason why I chose wrestling as uh, the sort of subject of it is that like, you know, musicals, 
take so long. Like this one, I've been writing since 2017. Um, so With your brother, am I right? Yeah. So me and me and Jay um, started on this in uh, yeah, like I said, 2017. And you know, you need to choose a subject matter that you love and that you will never get sick of and that you can research endlessly which i have because otherwise either this or bird watching yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sort of like i don't know what my next show can be really i'm sort of running out of things that i'm passionate enough about to to spend five years writing but uh yeah here we are five years later it's finally uh already yeah and tell us about the the makeup of the characters i mean how much research goes into these characters or are they just characters that just came out of the out of your head and you sort of just developed them from there yeah so there's like i think that's going to be like the big sort of appeal to uh wrestling fans coming to the show like i don't like doing things where like it's a reference that only some people will get that like in terms of like stopping the show and just like some people in the audience um, are sort of left in the cold, but yeah. it is riddled with Easter eggs. This show, there's like every sort of character is sort of like an amalgamation of uh, like some of my favorite wrestlers. I should probably explain the plot before I, I get into sure, the please. characters. Just give a bit of a summary, but uh, yeah, basically it's about uh, this young girl called Rose who is uh, returning to Dubbo, her hometown, after ten years away, uh, where she is sort of uh, enlisted into uh, helping with her father's uh, independent wrestling promotion, Dubbo Championship Wrestling. Uh, and it's, oh, so it is know, a promotion. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a fictional promotion. So yes, you're you cool. half right. Fair enough. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's on the eve of uh, their big annual blowout, very imaginatively titled Dubbo Mania. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she basically gets embroiled into a fight for the survival of uh, the company and the double way of life itself. <laughs> there you go. That's the pitch. Nice. Um, choosing Dubbo was the fictional town to host this must have been almost a no-brainer. Yes. So I wanted like a small town that people, well, that people would either know or like I was Hold thinking on. of like just making up just a small town. And Dubbo was a place that I just knew really well. I have family in Dubbo. I've been there a lot. And it's just, it was sort of a placeholder for a while. It was just like, oh yeah, I'll just chuck Dubbo in there. And then it just, over the five years, just infected the rest of the show with like all these little Dubbo references and, you know, Glenn McGrath suddenly showing up in the show. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, I can't, it, it's inextricably based in Dubbo now. I, I can't change that without having to rewrite the whole thing. So uh, yeah, I, and also I just have this theory that in any given group of people, like someone's going to have a Dubbo story. It's just a place where weird stuff happens. I was just sort of showered with like people who are just weird things happen to them in Dubbo when the show got announced. Uh, I don't know if you guys are about to disprove my theory. but No, uh, no, I um, spent a night in Dubbo as a child on, on my way up to <laughs> Queensland. So Yeah, <laughs> I'm more thinking Wagga for me. And yes. we ate- in a bar that was basically a tin shed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very um, interesting for a nine-year-old. Yeah. No, I had, I had people coming to me being like, oh, yeah, I went to my partner's uh, high school anniversary there and we got thrown out of a bowling alley. I got people telling me they, like, you know, saw their first dead body in Dubbo. <laughs> I've, 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 like, 
wrestling fans. I like you, you said people, not just one person. Yeah, exactly. Multiple. Whose first yeah. dead body was in Dubbo. And just like, uh, actually, um, someone someone was telling me they went to a, a wrestling event in Dubbo and uh, they stayed the night and they came back out the next day and someone had uh, siphoned all the petrol out of their car. So it's just, oh, it's, TNT. Yes. <laughs> just TNT. Um, Look, I, I know that um, everyone I've mentioned when I found out about the show, I've um, I mentioned a few of my friends who who were within wrestling in Melbourne, and, and every single one of them was applauding the name and <laughs> wanting to see the show. So um, I think everyone within the business, because um, they're all they're, they're mostly creative people, they're going to want to see this. And I'd recommend like just the bits I've seen. Um, there's a few songs online already. It looks like it's going to be incredible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, look, I, I should take that opportunity to uh, promote the album. There's a little concept album with 10 of the songs on Spotify. If you just type in Dubbo Championship Wrestling, if you're skeptical about the show, as any wrestling fan might rightly be, about hearing about a wrestling musical, uh, you can get on there and listen to uh, the songs and decide if you if it's going to be your cup of tea. And uh yeah, I uh, I think you'll you'll quite enjoy it. Take us through the audition process. Was there any ex wrestlers that actually auditioned for the show, or any wrestlers that auditioned for the show? I was just um, I was talking to uh, Chris Gale um, the other day. Um, he's one of the uh, commentators at PWA, and yep. uh, he's also uh, I think recently become somewhat involved in the ownership of uh, PWA. I, I'm a bit unclear on that, but uh, yeah, I was asking him if like, oh, could you put some feelers out, see if any of the wrestlers can sing? Uh, a resounding no. There's no... There's <laughs> Down no here, there's a couple. Yes, yes. Kid Valiant, Kid Valiant loves a musical, loves a musical theatre. I'm, I'm duly noted. I, I did, I did like do a little bit of like searching, just like, oh, like, like we're talking off air, like, oh, Crackerjack, can he sing? Oh, sort of. <laughs> but <he's... laughs> Well, if you're looking for a commentator, I could easily do it because I used to be in musical theatre as a kid. I played yes. Tevia in Fit on the Roof. Oh, I, can yeah. actually still, I can actually still recite the opening monologue if you would like me to. Please don't. A, a fiddler on the roof sounds crazy, <laughs> no? But here in our little village of Anatevka, you might say every one of us is a fiddler oh. on the roof. Trying to scratch out a simple little tune Enough, without Tony. breaking his neck. If I were a rich man, yeah. <laughs> so there's my audition. Oh man, that has obviously just got into your brain at its most like spongiest it's stage, there, and it's it? never going to yeah, leave. Exactly, it's crazy. <laughs> I got to say, oh, well, Fiddler was the one show that I thought I'd never see, and then when I saw it, I thought this is incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, you were talking about the audition process, and I totally derailed. Uh, but no, yeah, we, fine. no, I, I totally overtook it. <laughs> we, we derail our own show all the time yeah but uh yeah no we put out like an open call and also reached out to uh a couple uh icons of the australian theater scene i don't know if they'll mean much to wrestling fans but uh we're very very happy to get uh terry serio and uh, genevieve lemon in there yeah. and like when when i talked to um them about wrestling obviously their main uh uh, reference point is oh no it's WCW it's Mario Milano like uh, really? Tony Marino was saying a couple of weeks back when you had yes. him on and like yeah it's like that same thing with my dad he's just like you know Killer Carl Cox and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Bulldog Brower or is, it, what is that am I getting it right there but no, uh, no, no, yeah, right. Yeah, that's 100% right yeah, yeah. 
but uh yeah Mario Bellotto is always the first one off, off uh, people's lips and uh yeah it's um it's just crazy that it that wrestling you know was once just the the like so mainstream household thing and I think it's it's sort of coming back and I think sort of wrestling promotions in Australia have got this really great attitude at the moment where it's sort of this rising tide thing where they're sort of happy to help each other out and you know they just want the sort of the business to do better and I think this show could you know hit a demographic you know that uh, maybe they aren't and uh, hitting and to bring some new wrestling fans into the fold that's sort of the plan is there a challenge in writing a musical where you've got to sort of tread a fine line because you don't want to make wrestling fans upset that you're making fun of wrestling too much, mm. but you can't take wrestling seriously as a topic either. So you've got to dance that line between paying respect to what you love as a wrestling fan, but also making fun of it enough so that the person who watched wrestling twice with their dad when they were six can still be in on the joke. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And like, I think wrestling fans and just Australians in general have a good sense of humor about, you know, having a bit of fun poked at them. Like the show is a comedy, but, you know, I greatly respect wrestling. The show respects wrestling. And now even, you know, some of the cast, uh, they've been... Uh, they've been taking like, bumps, haven't they? Yeah, like uh, our, our lead, um, Zoe Iwanu, um I uh, did a like a couple sessions uh, with <laughs> actually with Robbie Eagles at uh, PWA and like I, I think before he yes, even, Mrs. Like, Eagles was telling me about that yeah and like before before he even like lets her in the ring he's given her like you know you got to wipe your feet you got to respect the ring you got to respect the traditions of wrestling and yeah she's uh, sort of uh, spread awesome. that message to the rest of the cast so yeah uh, like and that's awesome for firstly for her to to go to that extreme mm. of of reaching out to basically the best wrestler australia's ever yep. produced <laughs> um so she's gone straight to the top yeah but, so, so to go to that extreme and then for robbie to to do it and and do it in a way that's actually helping you because it's teaching her about respect for the business yeah and of, we yeah, love robbie by the way oh he's great like the first um pwa show i went to at the paddington rsl like he was the opening match and so that's like, a long time ago yeah and like he uh man like i remember one of the i don't know if they were called green dingoes at the time but like one of them basically taps me on the shoulder like during the match and just like can you step into the aisle for a bit and i thought i'd done something wrong and like i eventually do and i look back and like robbie eagles has flown out of the ring and he's like landed where i was sitting and i'm just like my god i love this <laughs> what is this place <laughs> it was awesome so yeah that guy's a legend um so when when you're when you're casting the show and and the actors are coming in, are they aware that there's going to be some physicality to to what they're doing, or do they learn that at the audition? Yes. So uh, the cast is like a, there's eight people in the cast, and it's a bit of a mix from uh, you know the, like there's some you know uh, elder characters in the show that you know we one's the ref and one is uh, sort of a commentator. Uh, so. That, and even they then they do get sort of mixed into the wrestling eventually but um yeah like uh a lot of the cast they've they've just been learning how to just bump safely and you know more importantly bump eight nights a week because <laughs> uh what? yeah it's a show it's a theater show which is has, has that built has that helped build camaraderie between the cast as well yeah it's like the you know 
like they're, they're, they're getting like you know comparing their little like because you know your body is like not used to it's like taking up any new sport mm. but like you're you know you're running into ropes oh, your hurts. body has never it done bloody before. hurts and yeah just stuff that you wouldn't even expect like that there are uh, yeah it's definitely been a bonding experience like going through war for the for them the thespians <laughs> well i'm really glad that everyone's gone to that uh level of professionalism because you can't choreograph wrestling no so I'm really yeah. you can. Have you ever seen Ricochet wrestle? <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, they've um, they've been really great about it, and obviously, like you know, they're they're musical theatre people that uh, that are athletic, but you know, like, they're not going to become professional wrestlers in the course of like a month's rehearsal. So it's dancers close. Yes, it's it's because we've we've found like a happy medium between uh, you know. Um, wrestling and finding a way to do that that's able to be recreated every night of the week without absolutely destroying them and uh yeah also just like sometimes just really leading into the parts of wrestling that are just you know the the least uh like physically yeah lots of low risk yes yeah nice bigger four leg lock (laughs) yeah exactly so that's been um, a big help as well no, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, I think we should start a uh, drama group in three or four years' time and actually have this as our first show that we do. I, I just, I love it. I think it's a really good concept. And um, oh, really crowd excited. involvement. Is there much crowd involvement? How do you get the crowd involved? Yes. Uh, so basically, um, there's lots of, uh, you know, obviously, uh, like I basically stolen a lot of chants that I yeah. like from just like even like London, uh, like English. Um, wrestling, I, I find like they, they have some of the best. That's the only thing you it. want to steal from English wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Days. And I think they just stole it from their football, basically. Correct. But uh, yeah, it's been like uh, a lot of uh, wrestling chants, a lot of like boo and cheer signs. A lot like there was originally a bit of like crowd participation where like an actual audience member was going to get brought into the ring and enlisted as a tag team partner for one of the matches. But uh, obviously, like Nicholas. Uh, yes, we've had. Uh, We've had some uh, rewrites in the age of COVID where we can't just be bringing randoms up on the stage and hoping they don't uh, infect everyone. So um, that, you just have the plant a, in the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, well, spoilers. You basically predicted the whole show now, but uh, yeah, it's um, like, we really uh, try to get the, the crowd involved. Like, like in theater, they have, the, you know, the fourth wall, they call it where mm. like, you know, like the audience is sort of just being voyeurs of like a room that you know where they're they're not actually existing in the in the, in the actual reality of the room but in the second act of the show it the second act of the show is just dubomania where they are brought in and they're they're just a wrestling crowd people are coming through the crowds uh fantastic yeah it's gonna be great uh, Which, it um, is. comedy comedy theater um breaking the fourth wall it's a really good um and it's a really good trope to use because the crowd half expect it and they get involved in it. They're there for it. Yeah, for sure. What are the uh, what are the plans, Daniel? Of course, as you said, you're running it around Sydney and then down to Melbourne and a couple of other cities, uh, uh, internationally maybe one day. Oh, who knows? Like I, this this show, uh, you know, I would have to do some pretty significant rewrites um, to have it be you know palatable to a non-Australian audience. Like, because yeah, okay. there's just so many. Like, I just get sort of annoyed watching a lot of musicals about like neurotic 
uh, artistics, like struggling to make it in New York City. Like we often get that sort of stuff, like just sort of fed to us secondhand here in Australia. And I just wanted to write, you know, a show that was actually made for us for once rather than just reheated uh, American. Uh, I, I like those shows. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like the sort of plans at the moment are um, the show at the Hayes in, uh, from May 12th to June 12th. Uh, and then at uh, Riverside Theatre in Parramatta from uh, June 16. That's there for a couple of weeks. I like nothing else is confirmed. We're, we're obviously planning a tour. Um, and it feels like Melbourne is an obvious choice because it's a big theatre town, like big wrestling art. town. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm basically just doing the, the Cody Rhodes like equivalent of just like, you know, we're going to sell this many seats. I'm just, I'm pointing at the WrestleMania side. I'm saying we're coming to you. I don't have any authority to say it, but God damn it, it's going to happen. <laughs> if you build it, it will come. Yes. Where can people get tickets? All right. So you go into, uh, you just type in Dubbo Championship Wrestling uh, into Google. You get into the Hayes Theatre website. Um, they're there. Um, you can uh, find them on the Hayes uh, Theatre Instagram. It's, uh, let me just pull that up. <laughs> I'm very, very unprofessional in my promotion, yeah, but it's official. That's how Tony does his interviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, this is when in Rome, but uh, official. He's probably pa- looking you up on Wikipedia and wondering <laughs> where the page is. <laughs> the, the, uh, their Instagram is called Official Hayes Theatre Co. Um, don't bother with my Instagram because it's literally just me shit posting little uh, like creator characters I've made from various wrestling games. So you don't want to see that. Well, I made a pretty good Tony on that. Uh, he did. What yeah. was his entrance theme? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Oh, you got to give him Eric Bischoff. Give him I'm back. I don't think that's a choice. <laughs> I've got, you can probably see, oh no, you can't see Bischoff in the background. Um, I just lost my train of thought. How many of the actors have, uh, ha- has there been an excursion to a wrestling show yet for the acting? Yes. Group? So um, a lot of them have taken it upon themselves, but it's going to, whether we're also for the stragglers doing a group excursion to um, PWA doesn't need anybody promotion on here, but uh, we're, we're going to all be at the, uh, the show at the Metro, I think on the 20th. So have you explained to them what a rumble is yet? Cause there's a rumble on that show. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been a lot of, uh, like explaining the terminology and the difference between a tap and a tag and like all this sort of stuff. Like them, like we're in rehearsals. Explain Rat Daddy to them too, because yeah. Rat Daddy's on that show. <laughs> One thing at a time. All right, <laughs> <laughs> starting with the basics. But yeah, like um, it's been a big learning curve for them, but they've they've really taken to it, and I'll, I'll make filthy neckbeards of them yet. Uh, and um, obviously, you're not the first Australian to write a wrestling musical because <laughs> Cracker Jack and Blocky Hendrix. Um, tried their hand at a musical a few years ago. <laughs> have, have you gotten the crew to watch that? I was livid when I found out about that. I was scooped by crackers and I was just like, I, I thought I'd done my research. I thought I'd try to find any sort of wrestling musicals out there. But of course, of course he scooped me. I've shared it to, we have a little like Facebook page, me and the um, cast. So I've shared it there. I've shared it to my director and uh yeah, actually, like, like I was saying, there's some pretty, some pretty good lyrics on there when they do the West Side Story parody. Something about getting yeah. stabbed with scissors. They they do Oklahoma in there. They do uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Like, yeah, there's some serious uh, closeted musical theater fans. It's a little <laughs> bit there. like um, on South Park when the episode where Simpsons did it. 
if yeah. you're a creative in Australia, you can't think of anything that Crackers hasn't done. <laughs> can I can I throw open this as a request? Is there any way that Crackers and Lockie Hendricks could maybe open one of the shows in <laughs> Melbourne when it comes down? Well, I don't think they're talking anymore, Tony. They're oh, in a big that's queue. a fair point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> they well, maybe, out. if they've smoothed things over by then, we would be more than happy to have them. So I'm calling you out, Crackers. Well, I've got a comedy Fix festival show with Lockie on Sunday, so if he's yeah. still talking to me by the end of it, <laughs> we'll, we'll throw the idea at him. And if you yeah. ever go to New Zealand, could you please call it Invercargill Championship Wrestling? <laughs> yeah, promotion well, in Invercargill. Hey, there's already a promotion in Invercargill. Oh well, yeah, I know, but everyone's got an Invercargill story, just like everyone's got a Dubbo story. Yeah, and it's so easy to sing as well. It just sits with any melody. Invercargill, beautiful. It rhymes with everything. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I'm not going to wait for it to come down to Melbourne. I'm going to make my way up to Sydney one day and have a look at this. So look forward to catching you in real life. You're a legend. Let me know. I'll, uh, I'll organise some tickets for you, Tony. Done, mate. Thank It'll you so much. You. Good on you, Daniel. Thanks. There we go. Folks, make your way out and have a look at Dubbo Championship Wrestling. And remember, you heard it here on The Turnbuckle. The Turnbuckle. Welcome back, part two of the program. What a lovely bloke he is. Well, she's really looking forward to Dubbo Championship Wrestling coming out. It sounds like it's going to be a really entertaining time. And um, the songs I've heard so far are really funny. Um, the fact that the main character's training with Robbie Eagles blows me away. So I can't wait to see it. And he was really upset, actually, that he didn't get to have a chat to this bloke. Lyle, hello to you. I think you're lying. Thank no, you no, I'm serious. Yeah. Really? He, he said to us before we went on air, do I get the nah, full he said Jules. experience? Oh, was it Jules, was it? Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but you knew that, Tony. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, interview went well. well. Interview well, went well very done. well. Where were you? Uh, I was uh, stuck at work. Um, yeah. Lyle, Tony tried to audition for the musical. Oh, now I really have to listen back. Did you, did, you, did you go with one of your raps, Tony? Uh, no, no I, no, I went with the full-on uh, Tevye from Fiddle on the Roof. Did oh, the wow. opening monologue. Did oh. uh, If I Were a Rich Man. <laughs> so you took I, it seriously. Which I played when I was in uh, year 12 at school. I played Tevye and Fiddle on the Roof. Year 11, Most I played Danny Zuko in Greece. Mostly in high school, you played with yourself, Tony. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Yes. Was it called? Was it called Year Twelve when you went to the school? No, no, it was uh, forty-six. No, it was, I think it was matric, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't even know that before. <laughs> what is that? You never, Form you never heard of matriculation? Like... No. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, yeah. I, I figured it was Form Six or something. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no. sure he did his HSC, not his VCE. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I assumed HSC. Um. That's yeah. the reason I had to get a manager early on while she was because I had to stop handling myself. <laughs> so how did the audition go? Did uh, Was it a yay or an A? 
He's looking forward to give me a ticket to the show. <laughs> At the back. <laughs> Tony asked if there was audience participation, and he even tried to <laughs> blow him off on that. So, yeah. uh, Well done, guys. But I'll tell you what we have done. Hopefully, we've got Crackers and Lockie Hendricks locked away <laughs> to do their... Oh, they haven't agreed to it. No, they haven't yet. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully, we're going to work on it. When they, when they hear the interview... Daniel has said that he's more than happy for Crackers and Lockie Hendricks to open one of his shows in Melbourne when they come down with their wow. musical. I could think of uh, no better two to do that. To oh, that would be fantastic. Well, that's if they're talking. Oh, that's, we don't well, know. Hopefully they are at that point in time. Hey, buddy, you went to DMDU on the weekend, Lyle. How was it? Uh, first things first, it was long. It was probably the longest wrestling show I've been to in Australia. Um, I think it finished at about just before 11.30. It was Whoa. stupendous though. Jeez. It was, that's too long for me, being near 40 on a Saturday night. That's um, a lot of salsas. Yeah, so by the time, by the time oh, I got man, home, Eric and was, I would have gone on a show that long. Oh, no, no, no. Came you home in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> that would have been another venue you kept your band from. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a couple of, um, you know, big moments on there. Obviously, we'll we'll touch on the Royce retirement, which was you know a bit of a shock uh, for everyone item? in attendance. Well, um, it was to it was yeah. to me when I read it on someone else's tweet and didn't know about it, and I had yeah, two well, blokes from the show go there twenty four hours before. It, yeah, it did get lost in the the shuffle of it, but um, you know, Alex Cologne and um, you know, Callum Butcher, they really delivered in their uh, big death match. Uh, championship match. I'm getting better at watching it, Tony. Um, it was uh, other than right at the start when Callum Butcher got pierced with a bit of a light tube in the Yo. cheek. Ow! It was very oh, um, a little bit off-putting, and yeah, you know, got his bearings, and they worked around it a little bit, and um, it was all right from from there. Went through some panes of glass and stuff like that. It was uh, good. Um, the BDE boys. Unlucky again in the, their chase for that championship mm. uh, title belts. Um, but, yeah, Murdoch finally turning heel, joining his partner, Aisha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some storylines coming out of it. Um, you know, I can't remember when the next show is. I think it's is the next one, the War Games match. Um, you know, so that was probably another storyline coming out of it. Uh, Anti-Deathmatch Party versus the DMDU guys in a War Games match. Oh, uh, coming out of it, Tony. God. What a wrestling yeah, lo- god. You know, two rings, one cage. Lobo's coming out of retirement for it to leave. Why are you yeah. preempting the future things on this show, Lyle? You asked me about death the run match, sheet. Dan, That's all right. I'm Keep not, going. I haven't got the run sheet. It's uh, in, in front, front of you. Me. It's on the you screen. Asked me, you asked me about Deathmatch Down Under, where you want me to not talk about the things that happened on it. I want you to not talk about the things that we've got as individual items later. Yeah, show. so it was good. Hey, you, you sound a bit fluey here, right? Not COVID again, is it? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, other than it get, being... You can't get it four... three times in three weeks. It's impossible, isn't it? <laughs> you if shouldn't be able can, to get it while you've still got it. <laughs> um, yeah, other than it being um, a bit long for me, uh, it was an enjoyable night. Yeah, well, you mentioned one of the two things that are next up on our schedule. So let's get into them. Royce Chambers. Uh, this was an absolute shock to a lot of people, I'm sure. And 
probably even had a few tears going through the crowd at the time, Lyle. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, how Royce is naturally Royce, where nothing's a problem. He he talks like that little bit of a smart ass. I don't think people really understood it straight away. You know, the shock factor there, plus the way he delivers it, you know, just nonchalantly, like, I'm anxious and I'm depressed as fuck. I'm going away for a little bit. It was like, caught everyone off guard. Um, you know, I know he's pulled on a, out of a couple of shows being injured lately, but it was a really touching moment once everyone got their head around it. Mm. That this guy being so open about mental health as well, because he's only a young guy as well. Um, I was, I was proud of him to be able to deliver it like that. Um, you know, once the crowd got their heads around it, um, you know, it's big. Thank you, Royce Chance. Uh, it was a really nice moment. Hopefully, yeah. it, I'm assuming it meant a lot to Royce. Um, but yeah, him being that frank and open and, you know, it was really, it was a sweet moment and, you know, good, good luck to him, you know, seeking help and, you know, you know, we've all been through our own issues, which we've, we've mm. spoken about, um, you know, if he's not in love with wrestling or it's causing these issues, take a step back. Wrestling's not going anywhere. Um, but the man behind Royce Chambers, that's the most important thing yeah, at, exactly. at this stage. We're all close to Royce in some sort of way, but Welsh, you're probably closer than all of us to him. You are in constant contact with him. I suppose first thing, is he okay? Yeah, he's he's got his ups and downs, but I don't really want to talk too much about it because no, it's no. not really my place. Yeah. But he does have good support around him. Um, but Royce is he's a friend of all of ours. We we got to spend some really good time with him up in Sydney um, a couple of years ago, and mm. he's a really good kid. And I was surprised he was open and honest like that because I wasn't sure if he was going to be. Um, but I'm immensely proud of the kid. Like he's such a good human being. Um, I'm still hearing stories of things he's done in the last few weeks when he's been struggling to help other wrestlers and to, to make connections for other wrestlers interstate who are moving and things like that, which is a real testament to him. Um, to this day, if someone asks me what Australian wrestling is, like, oh, you're doing Australian wrestling podcast, do we have wrestling here? I show them videos of Royce to explain how amazing wrestling is in Australia. That's... Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming I'm not the only person who does that. Like, that's the impact he's had in a really short period of time. Yeah. Um, he's already wrestled overseas. He's already, like, not many wrestlers from outside New South Wales work for PWA. He's done incredible things in a really short period of time. I don't think we've seen the last of him. I, that could be wishful thinking. I don't know. But at the moment, um, he's he'll go and he'll do what he needs to do. And he's look. I spoke to him today. He's in a good place. He's, he's working good. on himself. He's excellent. He, he's living life and he's, he's a good kid. He'll be successful in whatever he wants to do. That show that you saw on the weekend, Lyle could turn out to be just one of the most crossroads show in history. We lose a future champion of Australian wrestling, but we, we lose gain, the best young wrestler in the country yeah, for sure. But we gain a past champion in Lobo coming back in. Yeah, so, yeah, from, from going from that and then having Lobo come out for, I'm assuming one, you know, this will, you know, one and done, you know, war games, you can't get much bigger than that. Um, well, I don't he, know. Like, uh, Alex Cologne 
last week said he wanted to wrestle Lobo. Well, yeah, there's, there's going. Yeah, well, Alex is is coming back, so you know, I, the when he came through that curtain, there was an energy in the crowd of what this guy means. There was a lot of workers in the crowd. Yeah, um, being as DMDU were the only people running on Saturday night. There's a lot of workers in the crowd, which I think helped. Um, but yeah, the energy and obviously the anti death match guys sold their ass off for him. Lockie was was perfect in it, you know. Um, really looking forward to obviously, you know, the um, you know, the forefather of Australian hardcore wrestling, uh, death match, you know, before the mad dogs and guys like that. So yeah, coming back, you know, for a war games match, it's, it's I'm excited for it. Well, to put it in context, uh, when we were talking to Alex Cologne last week, um, everyone in Australia talks about how hard it was and we all tape traded and, you know, we get our hands on these mythical matches from overseas and from Japan. He spoke about the mythical Mad Dog versus Lobo match that he got his hands on mm. as a kid and watched. Um, the impact that Lobo's had has been felt not just in Australia, which we don't realize. And I don't think, I don't think the man probably realizes because he's quite no, a humble he... human being. Um, this is huge. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. massive. Absolutely massive. And you've seen the most of him, Tony. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw You're friends a, with a Lobo. Yep. Saw a lot of him through his early careers. And I mean, he was, uh, we look at Royce now and amaze at the stuff that Royce has achieved in his first year or two of wrestling. And just, you know, what he's got out of his body and the moves and all that sort of stuff. When Lobo first came onto the scene, we were doing exactly the same thing. We were going, my Lord, what's this kid doing? This is unbelievable. It, it really is. It's a, it's a big thing, massive thing. And look forward to uh, seeing that happening at the, uh, where is it? The Westgate Indoor Sports Centre, uh, just down the road from me. Yeah, yeah, in Altona, yeah. Oh, we could so. all come back here and have a, uh, a game of indoor after cricket. party or something. We come back yeah. to my place. Yeah, you got the bar there at the back. Yeah, You're everyone's nice. welcome. No, everyone, everyone, everyone from the Even show. Lockie. Yeah, well, well, yeah, of course. Lockie Lockie's can be welcome. my plus one. I've always wanted yeah. to have a pseudo fight in my bar, so Lockie's more than welcome to come in. <laughs> uh, speaking of comebacks, the the comeback of Cody Rhodes to WWE has been hailed as a massive success, and rightly so. It it really has been. And it sort of opens up my thoughts, especially now that I read that WWE are interested in bringing FTR back. Have, have the doors been widely open now between talent coming well, from AEW to WWE? I mean, FTR left WWE with a five-year contract on the table. So the idea that WWE want them back is not a huge surprise. No, I, think, true. I don't think they're going to go back. Um, although they are tight with edge. So maybe in a year's time, but AW got a, have got an option on them for another year. So um, I think that will be taken up, but WWE would be interested in any of AW's top talent, I would have thought, and vice versa. Um, both companies would sign any of each other's top talent, in my opinion. And that's good. Uh, we, we want that crossroad, that crossover of talent into each Crossroads. promotion, don't we? Crossroads, good call. Hmm. Nah, either it's it's a no-brainer. FTR are on a tear lately. They're doing some babyface work now, which is 
actually been top notch. I thought their heel work was starting to get a little bit stale and they were getting a little bit lost in the shuffle. But now they're, yeah, their baby face work has been amazing. Now Dax seems like he's fully over his injuries that were probably holding him back the last 18 months. Um, yeah, they've gone up to another level. Um, yeah, they, inside of uh, six days, they had two of the best tag team matches of the year. Only a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, the Ring of Honor champions and the, you know, the AAA champions uh, from Mexico as well. I think it's a no-brainer. Like well, she said, they did have a massive offer. They bet on themselves, um, you know, because they really wanted that tag team focus, which sometimes, you know, WWE... Um, Vince doesn't you know, like tag teams. Yeah, he doesn't like tag teams, you know. Why, why pay for two guys when you can pay for one guy? Yeah. Um, but... The competition of AEW, whether you sit on one side as a fan, sit on one side of the camp or whatever, this is just good for wrestling fans. People jumping ship, um, you know, getting a... It's exciting when people jump ship. It's exciting for the wrestling fan watching. It's exciting for the workers because they get an automatic bump in their prestige or, you know, the level that they're at. Yeah. it's good. I'm I'm looking forward. To it. People are going to jump. It's going to go back and forth. Well, you know. well, one thing that I'm actually thinking at the moment is it's almost at the point. It's almost gone three uh, 180, where you'll get more of a bump jumping from AEW to WWE than what you'll get jumping the other way at the moment because the top of that AEW card is so stacked that the danger is you end up in in a tag team, in a random thrown together tag team or stable with no story if you jump that way. Whereas if yeah. you go to WWE, if you're the right guy, like a Cody, um, the opportunity would almost be better, but the risk of not being used properly is too high as well. It's yeah. it's catch-22. Yeah, obviously, you know, yeah, the top of the card is stacked in AEW and they do, everyone has a turn. You know, their main, you know, six, seven, eight guys. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, in WWE, it's probably only two or three guys that are the top tier and everyone else sort of kept held down to that lesser rung. To that gender level? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, a bit higher than that. Um, who, like, yeah, I mean, that Seth level, you know, I don't think, you know, it's that class oh, but ceiling. Seth will get another run at the top. Yeah, no, of course he will, but that's where you could be positioned you know, for a while, you know, unless you're a Kevin Owens guy, which, you know, you make chicken salad out of chicken shit um, and just entertaining and have fun. And it, shout out it to doesn't Tom. really, a shout out to, yeah, Wrestling Australia. Um, so, yeah, going the other way, yeah, it's going to be a risk, but that's why WWE really have to knock it out of the park and treat Cody like the main event yeah, of caliber to. star he is. So then other guys aren't afraid to jump. Yep, very, very well put. Speaking of guys that were up at the top of their game, I'm not sure if this bloke was when he was in the ring this week, Ric Flair. Did anyone get a chance to see that on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so he's like, I can still do it. Um, Watching that video. Okay, Rick, Rick, let me tell you, I'm not 100% sure you can. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Look, I'm not uh, actually sure he can. No, no, look. Yeah, he's got the strut going, but that's about it. Yeah, I I think he moved better there than when he came back to the to Australia and had those matches against Hogan. You know, 
after the first night. The first night, they were both okay. And then, you know, mm. Hogan probably needed two back surgeries after the first night. Rick and every other... Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, no, of course not. He shouldn't he shouldn't go back and be in another ring again. Um, no. You know, unless it's in some armory or some high school... The only ring he should be in is his next wedding ring. Yes, because the quicker Actually, he, he gets in his next... He probably should avoid that now that he hasn't got Vince to pay his alimony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? He doesn't, doesn't have to be under WWE's umbrella to Vince to pay his bills. We know Charlotte Flair's a regular listener to our podcast. So Charlotte, when you see your dad, please let him know. Give it away. Good luck on your next marriage. Who, Charlotte or Rick? No, Rick. Oh, yeah, Rick. exactly. Exactly. He's got another three of those left in him. Oh, easy. At least. Easy. At least. Yeah. Easy. And three to get out of. And another three to get out of. Yeah. Speaking of uh, still to come, WrestleBrainia, the big final this week. And uh, we well, are we won well... our way back in, Tony. Yeah, and last, we're well represented as well. Well, I've got the I've got the best team, that's for sure. Yeah. Please um, explain so the team. I'll... Tell the team. Well, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Lockie Hendricks. Yeah, beautiful. Well done. Your mate. Um, yeah, look, I'm I'm warming to Lockie. Well, if he gets us over the line here, I'll be very warm to him. Do we need um, a Do we need a ref for Brainia? Thought the ref um, on the last show warranted a call. I back. heard he was very good. Yeah, mm. I actually heard Hawko was uh, like really upset in the fact that he may never get to do it again. He did fresh air me a couple of times Saturday night did at the wrestling. He, he does that anyway. Two two he doesn't together. like you. Yeah, me. Very bit threatened, to be honest, Tony. Mm, I can imagine you would be. Now, are you yeah, looking well, at your phone? Well, should you give us some more content or? No, no, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I've got Jamie Wilson as well on my team. He's a very funny man. Oh, good. And the other team, like I think they've got Bros Avard. They've got Tosh. He's very funny. He's very funny, Bros. But they're gonna lose, and they've got Callan Butcher. Yeah. Oh, they're not winners. No, they're not. They're, they're a yeah. bunch of losers. Yeah. Oh, Callum uh-huh. won on Saturday night. Yeah, so he's he's got his winning out of the way. Very much yeah. look forward to that trophy coming back to the officers of on the turnbuckle. Well, my I'm getting dust on my uh, mantelpiece where that trophy yeah. usually sits. So it needs to be filled right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So that shows on this Sunday at the it's, Catfish, yep. um, five o'clock start. Um, are there still tickets left? The there are. There aren't many though. So get on it. All right, beautiful. Uh, also, really well. couple of there's still tickets left for Renegades first show coming up on the 30th of April at Collingwood Town Hall. Once again, not many. No, not many. Um, and if you don't, if you wait too long, you'll end up with the obscure uh, view seats. So you don't want that. So get on your Renegades tickets. Um, the show's stacked already, and there's a yeah. couple more announcements that I've heard about that I'm not sure if they've been made by the time we go to air or not. So I can't say what they are, but the show is full of incredible Australian talent from around the whole country. Beautiful. Yeah, nah, it's coming out of the gate strong. You've got Jonah and Rock. My mate Kevin Chiat's coming over for the show, and I can't wait to catch up oh, with Oh, good. Him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Knight on the card. Yeah. Lena Cross versus Asia. Amazing. So, yeah, the tag team match, Velocities, Robbie Eagles, and um, Emin, the kid. Have you seen the together. T-shirts they're selling? Yes. I was with the, the Golden Eagles. Uh, t-shirt that's on Robbie's uh, big cartel. Uh, sniper. The check uh, Robbie's social media for it. It's 
it's a banger of a shirt. Robbie don't do, doesn't do shit t-shirts anyway. Um, so you know, this tag team coll- collaboration is amazing. Uh, I might you message know. Robbie and see if he can bring me one. Bring mm. you well, message his partner. It might be easier for it's you. It's your partner to message his partner. Then it'll definitely yeah. get done. Yeah, and Jonah and Jonah might get a back. discount if I do that. Yeah, Jonah coming back to the country is having a meet and greet as well. So if you need need to get your Bronson Reed NXT figure signed, <laughs> now's the time to get it signed. Perfect time. To, you sound like you're going to get yours done. No, I'm not a an autograph chaser, but Maybe plus already, just, you, you ask Tony one. for an autograph every time you see him. No, he demands I take one. It's well, like Tony. I know you're Tony Shebeki. You don't have the, to say. Hey, the truth is somewhere. Shibeki. The truth is somewhere in there between those <laughs> two extremes. Let's have a look at some Just truth. Don't get Tony to sign a check. No, exactly. <laughs> Upcoming events: Friday, the 26th of November. That should be the 22nd of April. Well done. I'm looking at the sheet right now, Tony. It says April. What does that say in front of me? Upcoming events: Friday, the oh, 26th of November. That I just didn't believe it. <laughs> Lucha hey, I didn't do the run sheet. Oh. I didn't do the run sheet. Tony, my shoot job got in the way. Lucha Fantastica have their anniversary show at the Factory Theatre in Sydney, Friday the 22nd of April. So very much. Oh, I wish I was in Sydney. That'd be fantastic. I'd love to go. We wish along you were in to Sydney that. as well. Uh, Saturday the 23rd of April, PCW and Ferntree Gully with Cass Stone and JJ Ferno and Aisha versus Chanel Phoenix. PWA present King of the Metro at the Metro Theatre with a stack card including a rumble NH- and I believe the cast, the cast of Dubbo championship wrestling are going will be in that. attendance Correct. at that show. Correct. NHPW presents judgment call at my favorite venue, the Co- Coburn youth center. V a it's adrenaline. Oh, okay. Adrenaline pro wrestling have battle to survive in Seaford. Our boys BDE will be on the show. Good luck boys. And uh, hopefully a win coming your well, way. The posters, so I hope they're on the bloody show. Love them, boys. Love them. Hey, uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us in the end, Lyle. We appreciate it. No, no. Thanks for waiting on me. I appreciate it. Not our recording without me. Yeah. Well, uh, we did no. bury you in the start of the show. Can we bury Jules now? Yeah, gone. But why isn't Jules here? I was. Uh... Actually, I didn't notice. Is that wrong? I, I didn't notice until you brought him up. <laughs> Apparently, the comedy <laughs> festival. Now, now that you mention it, where is he? Apparently, the comedy festival is funnier than us. Well, that's a that's a lie. Well, it's that, debatable. That, cannot yeah. that cannot be true. It can't be. Uh, I don't I su- know. Look, I suggest we have. As a, I said uh, earlier, he'd go to the opening of a letter if he could sit in the front row. You did say that. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> threw him under the bus on that one. Uh, that's it, boys. Catch you next time. Bye, guys. And catch you next time right here on the Turnbuckle. Bye, Quackers. <laughs>